Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to finish up Isaiah 66, and that's the end of Isaiah. We're going to be in verses 18 through 24, and then we'll turn to Jeremiah tomorrow. You remember yesterday, the text in Isaiah 66, verses 7 through 16, was talking about the enemies of God being punished and what it took to be an enemy of God. And really, it doesn't really take anything to be an enemy of God. If you're human, all that means is that you were born and that you breathe. And because of that, you're naturally an enemy of God because of sin. And this is a stark reality that we must face. Every single one of us, as we looked at in the text yesterday, is God's enemy in our natural condition. And God is going to have to justly punish sin and punish his enemies. And this isn't because God's mean or he's on some power trip or he's an egomaniac or a sociopath. This is simply because sin is abhorrent to God. Sin is the antithesis of God. God is holy and righteous and perfect and blameless. And sin is everything opposite of that. And it threatens to defile the very character of God if it's not justly dealt with. And so the question isn't, why is God so harsh against sin? Actually, the question is, why is God willing to be gracious despite our sin? And he certainly has been gracious in sending Christ to live a perfect life, live in a way that fully meets the righteous requirements of God's law, and then put him on the cross, bearing the burden of our sin, paying the penalty that we owe, and then offering to anybody who would trust the risen and resurrected Jesus Christ, offering them the righteousness that he lived and offering them the penalty that he paid, Mark paid on their account. And this is a great God. This is an amazing gospel. And we are able to be participants in it if we trust Jesus Christ. Here's 66, 18 through 24. For I know their works and their thoughts, and the time is coming to gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory, and I will set a sign among them, and from them I will send survivors to the nations. These survivors he's referring to are believers, Israelite believers, who are going to go to the nations and begin to proclaim the message of God and his glory. Eventually, when Christ comes, proclaim the gospel that Jesus Christ preaches. I'm going to send them to Tarshish, Pole, and Lud, who draw the boat to Tubal and Javan to the coastlands far away that have not heard my fame or seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the nations, and they shall bring all your brothers from all nations as an offering to the Lord. This is very interesting. All your brothers from all nations. Wait a minute. I thought my brothers were only Israelites. I thought my brothers were only those people who are related to me through DNA and through a family line that started with Abraham. But God's saying, no, no, no. Your brothers are not determined by your family tree. Your brothers are determined by whether they trust me or not. And by the way, Israelites, you have brothers in all nations. You don't know it yet, and they don't know it yet, because my glory hasn't been declared to them. But you're going to go, and there's going to be a remnant of people, Israelite believers, who go and proclaim the truth about God. And then, like I said, once Jesus comes to the earth, they're going to be preachers of the gospel who go around the world to every tribe, tongue, and nation. And there will be believers from within every one of those groups. And so you're going to have brothers from all over the place. 
And they're going to come as an offering to the Lord on horses and in chariots and in litters and on mules and on dromedaries to my holy mountain, Jerusalem, says the Lord. For as the Israelites bring their grain offering in a clean vessel to the house of the Lord, and some of them also I will take for priests and Levites, says the Lord. For as the new heavens and the new earth that I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your offspring and your name remain. In other words, there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. And all these brothers and sisters, people who have trusted in Jesus Christ and thereby been forgiven and redeemed to God. He's no longer their enemy, but he is their friend. He is their father. And they're going to gather together and they're going to worship from new moon from new moon to new moon and from Sabbath to Sabbath. All flesh shall come and worship before me, declares the Lord. And they shall go out and look on the dead bodies of the men who have rebelled against me. For their worms shall not die, their fire shall not be quenched, and they shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. So this is interesting. It's very stark warning there. The very last verse of Isaiah is a very stark warning that God is going to carry out his justice against people who are not redeemed. And those who are redeemed are going to look on these dead bodies and, and these who are not redeemed and who are dead, their worms shall not die and their fire shall not be quenched. This is referring to unimaginable eternal punishment, something that we want nothing to do with, and we wouldn't even wish it on our worst enemy. And he, here's what's interesting, and here's what I think we need to take, take to heart. We have seen this over and over in Isaiah. We see it over and over in the Gospels when we get to the New Testament, that as the message of grace is preached, as the message of compassion and love and mercy is preached, it is always accompanied with a message of truth and warning and judgment. And it, we're living in a day and age where a lot of Christians want to only talk about the good news. But the problem is when we don't warn people of what's to come that might be considered bad news or is bad news, then the good news really doesn't mean anything. So if we're just going to talk about love and mercy and God is this kind of soft and warm, fuzzy God who loves and would never hurt anyone or never punish anyone. And he's not a God of wrath. These are all things, by the way, that I've heard Christian people or even Christian preachers say, we're not telling the whole truth. The whole truth is that God hates sin and every one of us is guilty of it. And if we don't get our sin problem fixed, it's going to be bad news for us. Whether we're alive when Christ returns and when these end times events kick into place or whether we die before that and face judgment that way, we are going to be judged based on whether we are redeemed, whether we are sinful, whether we're God's enemy or whether we're God's friend. And that will be determined by one thing. Did you or did you not receive Jesus Christ? John 1.12 says to those who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Romans 10.9 says anyone who confesses with their lips, believes in their heart that Jesus is Lord, excuse me, confesses with their lips that Jesus is Lord and believes in their heart that God raised him from the dead, they're going to be saved. So there's going to be one thing that determines whether your sin is covered and you go this direction in eternity or whether your sin is not covered and you go the opposite direction in eternity. And as we read Isaiah's words, the contrast could not be more stark. It's a warning. And we're thankful to God for warnings. We're thankful to God for offering us his grace through faith in Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us with Isaiah. We'll get into Jeremiah tomorrow. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. 
First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.